The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, available on all platforms and YouTube, he's the Apex Podcaster. He's the wise owl of professional wrestling. He smells better than dude love with Sex Panther on. He's the king of fantasy booking. He is your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast. He is Omega Luke, and you're listening to the Omega Luke Wrestling Podcast. What's going on guys? Omega Luke here bringing you another incredible interview for your eyes and ears to enjoy. I was very lucky enough to be able to speak to one of the men standing in that ring during that NXT UK takeover last weekend. He isn't a wrestler, however, you will definitely recognise his voice as the ring announcer for NXT UK, Andy Shepard. So of course we talk about that NXT UK takeover that just happened as well as the brand itself and how Andy got into the business. Before we get into this make sure you're subscribed whether you are watching me say these words from my mouth on YouTube or you are listening through your ears on the podcast platforms. Your support means a lot to me and if you enjoy what I do I really wouldn't want you to miss an episode just like my man, Kiefer Cook. That is right, Keith. I know you had a lot of problems. And if you, like Keith, also listen through Spotify, you may have noticed I haven't uploaded since December 5th or 8th or something like that. Um, please DM me if you normally use Spotify and I shall send you the new link. You just have to open the link and it will update my episodes on Spotify. So annoying as it is, um, unfortunately, that is the only way. So like Keith, don't miss an episode because he has got loads of episodes to catch up on now. But on to my guest today on Omega Luke, it is the one and only Andy Shepard. Hi, I'm Bruce Pritchard. This is Conrad Thompson. And you're listening to the Omega Luke Podcast. Hey guys, this is going to be very weird for my guest today as for a change... He is actually the person being introduced to the audience. It is the WWE NXT UK ring announcer, Andy Shepard. Andy, how are you doing today? I am very, very well, Luke. Thank you so much for having me on. No, it is great to have you on. Thank you very much for doing this. And perfect timing, really. We've just had an incredible takeover. So thank you very much for joining me today. Right off the back of that said takeover. Um which we're going to get to later on, don't, don't worry, but I'm very excited to have you on and sort of put you in the spotlight today instead. <laughs> yeah, so, no, this is, this is going to be interesting. Yeah, so first of all, Andy, I thought it would be quite nice for everyone to sort of get to know you a little better. Um, yeah. Did you have any other sort of TV jobs before NXT UK, uh, as in like presenting something, or is this always something that you wanted to do before? Yeah, I mean, I've done quite a bit of 
TV in the lead up to sort of NXT UK, and that's kind of part of the reason I think why um why I got brought in by WWE. I mean, so my my background, I was doing stuff for. I actually started off doing stuff for SBTV, which yeah. is um, an online channel. I started off doing their sports stuff uh, a fair few years ago now, and then I was part of a big hunt for a Blue Peter presenter, which was a kind of a CBBC reality show. I did that afterwards. Um, and then I did Red Bull cliff diving on Dave, and then that led on to hosting um, MMA shows on, on Dave and Channel 5 and ITV and boxing, uh, working with David Hay and his promotion, doing stuff on, on Dave. So, yeah, I had quite a bit of sort of combat sports experience before coming to WWE. And also, um, yeah, as a producer, sort of working behind the camera on certain things. Yeah, definitely. So were you a wrestling fan as a kid then? A gargantuan wrestling fan. I yeah. mean, honestly, from up until probably late teens, maybe even a little bit longer, being a wrestler is, is what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, from the age of probably... I don't know, 10, 11, 12 through until then. Huge fan. You know, Shawn Michaels, I still remember WrestleMania 12, that oh, Iron Man match. Um, I'm so glad fan. you mentioned that. That's, that's yeah. my favourite WrestleMania match. Yeah, I mean, I was a fan before that, um, but that was, I don't know why, something about that lit a fire inside me. Yeah. Um, and Shawn Michaels from then on was just, you know, just an idol to yeah. me. Um, so, yeah, in short, a gargantuan wrestling fan. That's, that's really good to hear, actually. Um, so it's, it's sort of like a quite a good thing for you. Was it like sort of an aspiration whether, you know, when it got to a point where you realised you weren't going to be a professional wrestler, but you were working in the TV industry, is that something that you thought, I'm going to try my hardest to get somewhere on WWE TV? I'll be honest with you, no, not really, because you know, when I was doing my TV stuff, um, or still doing my TV stuff, the Bama things, working for WWE wasn't, really a, a thing you know they're, they're this big huge american brand and i'm yeah. obviously based here so i thought unless i made the move to the states it would know, never how happen would that, well how'd that really work you yeah. know um and it was only when i was well, I actually worked with wwe over here i was producing a sketch for for james Corn's late late show and I, I started talking to a couple of the producers backstage and sort of built up a relationship with them and i just hosted um a box match for David Hay and I had a few things which, which were kind of WWE-esque sort of backstage bits and little bits which I thought could kind of relate to WWE and I thought you know what this is a real real long shot but why not just send my stuff in so I kind of asked around found out who the right person to get in touch was um, and sent my stuff through it and that's kind of when the ball started rolling and I started conversations with people like Michael Cole and Tom Phillips and, um, and this is before the UK stuff happened it was sort of that summer um, and, you know, we had some good conversations and they were saying very nice things. But again, I wasn't really sure, you know, how or where I would fit in. You know, would I, would I have to go straight to the States to do things or what? Yeah. And then out of the blue, just December 2016, I think it would be, I got a call from Michael Cole telling me about the UK things and would I be interested in, in coming in and doing some stuff with him? And of course, I jumped in the chance. Yes, because that was the, the very first UK tournament. The very first one back in Blackpool. Yeah, it seems so far away now, like think about it, because of how far we've come in so, such a short space of time. It does, doesn't it? It was surreal being back there last weekend. And, you know, I remember speaking to Pete Dunne backstage and you know, all of us were sort of standing there pinching ourselves, thinking just how much this brand has grown. Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny that you say brand because uh, my next question is going on to the brand itself. And I really yeah. want to talk to you about the job that you do in general. Um, it's one of those jobs that when you're good at it, 
people are less inclined to really notice because at the end of the day, you know, they're, they're there to see the talent that you're introducing. Am I right? And, 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 but when you're bad at that job, people will notice immediately. And I went to a local show and the ring announcer was really dreadful. And it was like a huge talking point with my friends and 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 I'm, we never seen that guy again at the at the next the, the next shows um at the local show so do you feel it's like a lot of pressure every time um you go out there to make sure you don't like make a mistake and balls it up sort of thing do you know i, I actually remember back to a, i remember hosting one of david hayes comeback fights on on david at the time that was the, one of the biggest things ever done like you know in excess of a million people maybe two million people watching and that for me that for me was scary that was a big thing yeah and I remember you're trying to sort of mentally work your way through this. And you're completely right. Our jobs as, as hosts, as ring announcers, as presenters in, in this kind of sporting environment, it's, it's not about us. It's about the athletes. It's about the superstars. So our job is just to go out there and, and make them look better and to communicate the stories and, and, and bring it all to life. Yeah. Um, so really, when you're trying to just manage your own kind of nerves and stuff, it's like, just don't mess up. Yeah. Just don't just, just don't make a complete hash of this. You know, obviously you want to do as well as you're good and you want to be incredible, but but really set your bar at just don't be really really bad. And yeah. hopefully that'll be enough that you can kind of just do your job. Yeah. Um, so that's what I kind of tell myself. You just try and manage your own fears and nerves by being like, do you know what? Just go out there and and don't be completely rubbish, or hope you don't be completely <laughs> rubbish. Um, you know, so that that that's kind of my mindset going to stuff. Of course, I want to excel and I want to be the best. At whatever I do but really as you say just you know if people don't notice what you're doing yeah that's probably a good thing yeah definitely it's like a referee as well if a referee makes a mistake um, it, you know, it's, it's the talking point but if he doesn't referees, no one notices the one, the one thing I've you know I've been a massive wrestling fan for a long time but the one thing I've, I've learned since working with with WWE and NXT UK is just you know how important the referees are they yeah. are you know crucial to everything that goes on yeah, definitely. Um, so, would you say then going into um, that that job with with David Hay, would you say the because I suppose when you go into a job like that, you've got sort of two options, like you say, maybe to to play it safe, and make sure you don't make any mistakes, or is it sort of I re- I really want to impress you and, and sort of take the bull by the horns and really go for it. I mean, you, you, of course, you want to take the bull by the horns and really go for it. But again, you know, our jobs as hosts and presenters is not to go out there and you know start juggling and doing backflips and stuff that's not our job our job is to communicate what's going on our job is to you know to 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 amp up the fight to get people excited to give them information to build stories that's what our job is for yeah you know um as soon as you start going out there and trying to make a star of yourself you're trying to steal a limelight from the people who the limelight should really be on your job is to make is is to make them look better and make the audience more involved in what's going on by telling them stories yeah definitely so what would you say is the most difficult part of of your job when you first began it well in terms of the ring announcing yeah i mean it was the ring announcing i'd never done it before yeah <laughs> i never you know michael michael you know we we're talking about certain things he's like oh have you ever done any you know ring announcing and the reality was i'd been in a ring and i'd done interviews and that was it but in terms of announcing people i've never done that yeah um you know i'm by trade i'm a, I'm a host I'm a, I'm a presenter um you know when you think of of announcers you know they they you know, think of people like bruce buffer and, and those kind of people who are big and showy yeah i've never done that before so it was um it's just learning to get the to get the tone right you know yeah and that really just 
yeah, I had a few, some really good people there taking me through things and sort of giving me some tips. Um, but yeah, the, the biggest nerve-wracking thing was was doing a job for the very first time. Yeah, yeah, Un- understandably, really. Um, I suppose anything you do a job for the first time, it's it's sort of nerve-wracking. But then to be put on a stage, knowing that you're on front of um, you know thousands of people in the audience and then millions, you know, literally watching at home. Um, yeah, as they say, it's it must be very daunting so yeah and that's the thing i mean this was you know now we do these sort of our nxt tapings and their tapings they're not live yeah but that we have to remember back that very first blackpool show was live yeah they 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 entrusted so much in us two (laughs) two nights of of live action across the wwe network with you know a whole host of talent that they'd never used before yeah i mean that when you look back now that's a huge kind of gamble but it's it's kind of it's paid off evidently oh definitely i mean it's huge now um do you would you say you have to do a lot of research before each show for me it's you know it's obviously about no obviously knowing everyone's stats that's the main thing you know yeah. i need to know what <laughs> where everyone's from what um i'm in a really fortunate position in that you know not only do i'm not just welcoming uh, those superstars out into the ring but you know in between the matches at the front front of the show and the back of the show i get to talk to the crowd and interact with the crowd so yeah. you, know, you need to know what's going on in the wwe universe you need to know you know what the fans have been saying so you can have those you know those conversations and interact with the fans yeah yeah definitely is there any but a lot of that a lot of that comes you know I'm, I'm a huge wrestling fan you know i i, I watch you know all of wwe's output so yeah, you, know, you, you could call it research or you know you're a fan you know those yeah yeah definitely it definitely helps would you say there's any advice that you would give to someone who's like um who, who would like to do that sort of job like a matter of ceremonies or ringing out so that sort of thing um i mean for first of all go and get the reps in. you know there's no better way to learn than go and do it yeah so you know look for whatever opportunities you can and you know i know when i was you know, when i was starting out speaking in front of a crowd terrified me yeah you know, absolutely terrified me um, so, you know, I think getting in front of a crowd and getting used to speaking in front of people definitely makes it easier. But, you know, really, if, if whatever you want to do, if it's being a presenter, a ring announcer, uh, whatever, you know, going out and getting that experience at whatever level you can is, is really crucial. Yeah, definitely. Well, we've delayed it long enough. Um, the elephant <laughs> in the room, NXT UK TakeOver, just happened oh, this yeah. past weekend as we're recording this in my eyes was a huge success i absolutely loved it better than what i even expected it to be what were your opinions of it andy i mean it was it was mind-blowing it was again it was it was surreal being back in that venue where we were almost two years to the day um launching that brand when we when we launched that brand you know we were told certain things you know they wanted to grow this thing into a, a uk brand they wanted to make a weekly tv show yeah Two years ago, did we think those things were going to happen? We hoped they were going to happen. Um, and of course, you know, it took a while for those things to materialise. And the show, the weekly show, only really launched. I think it was in October. We got our first episodes aired, but it's it's been supercharged. And then to be there and to have what many people are calling the hottest brand in, in wrestling at the moment, um, doing their first takeover was incredible. And the fans, the fans are really what make that show. Yeah, that you know, was people insane. are tuning in. People are tuning in from around the world, and not only are they talking about the NXT UK superstars, but they're talking about the fans. I mean, the chants that 
you guys come <laughs> up with. You know, the, the Zach Gibson chance. I mean, um, of course, one of the biggest headlines coming out of Takeover was that are you watching Vince McMahon chance? Yes, and that's not something that people can script or people can try and drop into a show that was completely organic and, and that was by the fans and and that is why nxt uk is you know the fans are such a big part of success yeah yeah definitely i mean you know the, the reactions that they were given um when certain things happened were just insane yeah. like you said the chance were pretty special it's almost like your job to sort of hype the fans up before either went really successfully or wasn't even really needed because they were so That's buzzing it. for this takeover. That's it. I mean, I've, I've, you know, I've really got one of the best jobs going. I get to go out there. I get to interact and talk to all the fans in that room. And, you know, at every show we've done, at every NXT UK taping we've done, and, and particularly this past weekend, because it was something so special, the fans were just on fire from start that takes a lot of energy. Yeah. You know, people, you know, the, the, the energy in that room was just incredible. Start yeah. I, I noticed what you said um, a little earlier then about um, when NXT, the first tournament happened. Um, mm. And they were talking about, you know, we want to make this into uh, a weekly show and everything. It's quite surprised me that they actually had those plans back then as well, um, if it was successful. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but you know, Triple H and, and all the guys at WWE are incredibly smart, incredibly clever guys. And if they were the one thing we did know that was happening that weekend was that they were going to crown their first ever United Kingdom champion. And you know, if you're doing something of that magnitude. In, a, in the UK, I'm sure they'd thought further, you know, further down the line. Thought, yeah. Well, you know, if we're doing this, we want to make a make a, a real product, a real brand over here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and I've I've listened to a couple of things that Triple H has said post takeover in, in a couple of interviews, and you know, one of the things he was sort of saying was about the brand and and how we've built this. But he was saying it as we, as in not just. Um, the fans, not just the wrestlers, not just ring crew like yourself, but himself as well. He is so invested in this, and it's so great to see that. And it doesn't surprise me um, that you said that there, there's been plans for a couple years. It's just nice to know that that was the plans, because obviously we we didn't know that um, originally. We we were we are hoping for that definitely when we heard of the first UK take uh, the the first UK tournament. Um, but knowing that they had plans for this makes sense now because of how successful it's been and how involved Triple H has been in, in this. It's sort of almost like his baby for this. 100% it's his baby. I mean, he is, you know, very rarely do you get to build something from the ground up, you know, yeah. to, be, to, to, to see something literally be given birth to and to grow and to flourish. And, and NXT UK is one of those things. You know, we've, we've seen what's happened with NXT in the United States. Um, so to launch something over here like that... You know, it's not that often you get to do that. And, you know, uh, Triple H and, and all the guys involved, all the guys from the Performance Centre, you know, all the writers and producers who, who have come over here for all the tapings, they all see this as their baby. Um, you know, yeah. And they've all, they've all said how, how sort of proud they are of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What I loved most um, probably about this takeover 
was about six weeks ago when we had um, a few rumours of Volta signing for WWE. It never said what brand it was. It was just he signed for WWE. We didn't know where he was going to go, who, where he would turn up. I said on my podcast, I really hope it is NXT UK. Um, and I really want him to confront Pete Dunne when Pete Dunne retains at TakeOver. Now, I didn't have a magic ball or anything like that. It was just uh, uh, hopefully wishing thankfully that is exactly what happened i still popped more than i ever thought i would (laughs) it was a huge impression on the world and and what nxt uk wants to do because volta is a huge name and a bit of an iconic moment already in nxt uk's very short lifetime how did you how did it feel being ringside for that it was great i mean i think you've completely summed it up it's for him to debut in such a fashion on such a big show and to make well to make such a big statement from the off you know yeah. laying out joe coffee standing toe to toe with pete and he's made a statement he's come into nxt uk and and he's made no secret about what he wants to do yeah um so it's you know it's, it's great to have another person for for pete to tangle with yeah yeah, definitely. I'd also, if if you could pass on a thank you to uh, Triple H, if it is his idea um, that Walter kept the the violin entrance, that would be <laughs> a, a big thank you for that because I absolutely love that. It goes so well with his character. He looks unbelievable when he comes out in that jacket with that violin. Yeah. Um, so sort of intimidating and stood next to Pete. I mean, Pete Dunne's not a small guy. We all know that. Pete's not a small guy. But Volta is different level big, isn't he? It's, yeah. It is very, very frightening. So it's almost like, I mean, I love NXT UK already. Um, once I seen that, I sort of didn't know what to do with myself. I was just so excited. And and now I'm just, I cannot wait for, for what we get to see next. So that's... Oh, that's great to hear. That's, that's, that's amazing. Um, we also had one of my favourite main roster guys, Mr. Finn Balor, uh, give us a bit of oh, a surprise yeah. entrance for poor old Travis Banks. Um, were you aware this was going to happen before? Are you given sort of the heads up this it, of this information to prepare for it? Or is it a surprise to you as well? I mean, it's a surprise to me. I, I'd heard rumblings uh, during the afternoon, but those things are kept pretty pretty under wraps because you know they want it to be a surprise for everyone yeah you know they 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 want you know they want to risk leaking those things out so they they keep those things pretty much under wraps um but the pop in that room i mean it was just incredible when he came out yeah because like like you said like you know that you had rumblings but they wanted to keep it secret because else they wouldn't have got that pop because yeah. as a fan, I didn't have a clue about it. We've seen you know, the likes of Charlotte and, and Finn at the, the UK Performance Centre, which is another amazing thing, by the way, um, that's happened. The, yeah. the UK, we, we've seen them there, but never did we imagine that we'd actually see Finn Balor come out and have a match at TakeOver, as well as fighting against Jordan Devlin, who people who are even more invested know is taught by Finn Balor so that was sort of a student teacher match and it was an incredible match as well yeah and it's those things where you don't want those things to leak out you know you don't want people to find out not because you're trying to keep a secret but because you know that when you're sitting at home or when you're sitting there in the Empress Ballroom and you discover what's happening when you hear Finn Balor's music drop and you hear him come out and confront Jordan you you want everyone to feel that same sense of excitement and if rumours had started circulating earlier in the day or if people had dropped hints, you're not going to feel that. You'd be half expecting it or half thinking it was going to yeah. happen. So that's, you know, that's why these things, it's good to keep things under wrap because you want everyone to feel that emotion. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
I also seen yourself get unfortunately involved in one of these matches. Sat there minding <laughs> your own business at ringside. I did notice that. Eddie Dennis, I think it was stealing a chair. The big man Eddie Dennis. I tell you what, when he wants your chair, you give you it get to him. Out, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes, sometimes he doesn't ask. Sometimes he just takes. And um, yeah, I mean, he 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 truly loved me across the length of that entire ring. He is a <laughs> he is a big, strong boy. Yeah. Definitely. Um, what do you think about the obviously quite famous chant of TakeOver? Are you watching Vince Man? You touched on it earlier. Um, yeah. What do you think about it in general? Do you think it will have a big effect going forward? What, that chant or just people realising that this is a brand to watch? Both, really, because like you said, it's, it's made like quite a lot of news. Vince McMahon even tweeted out himself, which is quite a big thing yeah. because he, you know, he's not exactly active on social media all the time. So for him to to say that and to notice it is a huge thing and people who maybe didn't get to check out takeover nxt takeover um and maybe who aren't big fans of it well or maybe just haven't watched it because i think if you watch it you'd be a fan but maybe you just haven't checked it out yet they're seeing that and thinking oh hold on what what what, what am i missing here yeah i mean <clears throat> we're doing this for the fans yeah if if no one watches this there's no point doing it and and people are tuning in fans seem to be enjoying you know the nxt uk product and you know they again that, as i said earlier that chant was so organic that was the fans just going hey look vince look at what we can do here in the uk and and vince responded you know vince vince is watching vince is seeing this and vince is you know hearing that the fans are liking what they see which is great you know uh, because again this is you know this is entertainment and entertainment is made to be watched and enjoyed and and people are evidently watching and enjoying yeah 100 percent. do you have a favorite match or moment from the takeover um i mean the whole thing top to tail is incredible um i mean the top of the show mustache man coming out those guys just get an incredible pop yeah and great way to start off the show yeah and i remember trent coming out and i'm making the announcement and trent is literally eyeballing me from the stage just <laughs> pumping me up and you can't help but get involved in it like, he's literally like come on come on give me more and yeah. you know i'm just going nuts announcing those guys into the ring so that that was quite a cool moment but again just top to bottom there wasn't there wasn't a, a dull moment there wasn't a weak moment in that entire two and a half hours so to pick out one moment i don't know if i could yeah. um the whole thing is an experience it was just incredible to, to play a small part of yeah, I'm, gl- I'm glad you men- mentioned Trent Seven because he's sort of been sort of a, a, a staple of English wrestling for, for yeah. quite a while now, or Brit wrestling, as, as a lot of people call it. And for him, you know, he's been around the block. For him now, in his like late 30s, coming to the point where he is now seeing a huge boom in Brit wrestling popularity. And, you know, we, we, had, a, we had an NXT UK takeover for a UK brand. I mean, if you said that to Trent Seven five years ago, he'd probably call you stupid. Um, yeah. You know, do you, do you ever speak to these guys and, and know what it means to them, the people who have been around the block for a while and know what wrestling was like in Britain sort of 10 years ago? Yeah, I mean, look, all of these guys are relishing this opportunity. You know, Trent, everyone, you know, they, most of these guys have been on the circuit for in excess of a decade. Yeah. You know, a lot of these guys have been on there for running around for 15 years plus. They know what it's like for there to be no industry here in the UK. They know what it's like to, you know, to only have a handful of shows to go to. They know what it's like to not be able to make a living doing what they love doing. And, you know, for to look to a WWE and not really see any direct route there. And, and now, in the past 24 months, 
all of this has come about. Like, if you're a British wrestler now, if you're in the UK industry, there is now a, a laid out path for you. Yeah. You know, there's a performance center opened in the UK. I mean, that's incredible. That's an incredible opportunity for everyone. Um, yeah, as I say, all these guys who've been grafted for a decade plus to now be in a position where they can make a living from this. Yeah. They can work for the biggest wrestling company in the world, a company that no doubt they've looked at and, and dreamt about working for. And now they're working for that company and they're being able to pay the bills and, and grow themselves. It's, I mean, all of them, I think, are pinching themselves being like, this is an absolute dream come true. Yeah, I mean, I, I've actually spoke to a couple of the, the wrestlers at different shows. Um, I went to a show just for Christmas, Fight Forever Wrestling, and the Travis Banks and, and Flash Morgan Webster was there. And I spoke to them, I sort of said, you know, how are you enjoying the NXT? And they are, they are all loving it because, like you said, not only is it giving them a higher platform where more people can see how talented they are and what they can do, but like you said, it's the, the element of support for them. Um, you know, the, the paying the bills easier and, and, and where, where before, where times are a lot harder, they'd have to do, have a full-time job, still be able to train, and then go to wrestling shows as well and, and put on the shows that they do. So for this, for them, it's a huge opportunity for them. I'm so grateful that NXT UK has happened for, for people like them and, and for all the future talent as well. So that's that's a huge bonus. And plus, it's more wrestling for us to watch as well, which... Yeah, Absolutely. That's, that's great. Uh, let's talk about the NXT UK in general now, not just the, the takeover. I was lucky enough that you came to my hometown in Plymouth. Um, oh, and... beautiful Plymouth. Oh, I'm glad you said that. I really like you, Andy. Um, great guest. <laughs> Uh, even luckier, we got to see Shawn Michaels and Triple H oh. and the unveiling of those gorgeous tag team titles. Yeah. How are you finding these weekends sort of touring the UK? I mean, it's crazy. Um, I mean, genuinely, the atmosphere backstage with the NXT locker room is it's, it is honestly like a family. Um, it's everyone just support each other. Everyone's egging each other on. So these weekends when we all come together... You know, it, it's great for everyone to hang out. Um, and it's it's a bit surreal because, you know, as I said earlier, Shawn Michaels, uh, an absolute hero of mine, to, you know, be spending the weekend in, in Plymouth and, you know, to look across and, and see Shawn Michaels standing there, you know, giving people advice, seeing him working, seeing him, uh, you know, dishing out his incredible words of wisdom is, it's surreal. Yeah. Again, I, I, I always look back... <sighs> As, as I look back on things I do, it, sometimes it's easy to, to sort of get lost in the moment and, and not really think about what you know, you're achieving and so forth. But sometimes you, know, you have to stop. And I think, you know, what would my, what would my 12-year-old self think about what I'm doing in this moment? Because I think, you know, when you're a kid, you kind of look at things a bit more clearer. Yeah. And um, you know, my 12-year-old self would be looking at me, having a conversation with Sean Michaels and being like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> You know, just just it would just be blowing his blowing his brains, and it, it blows my brains yeah. even now. Um, so yeah, I mean, these, these weekends we have taping these shows are you know they're fantastic. Yeah, I mean, the fact that Shawn Michaels uh, chucked a switch in music in in my hometown oh. of Plymouth is yeah, I, I can't believe it still to this day. It, it feels like it, it was a dream really um, to have seen that, and a lot of people were very jealous once um, once they heard about it. I I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I mean, yeah. I, you know, again, I'm sitting there. Shawn Michaels, an absolute hero of mine, and he's stepping into that ring. He's doing that. You're getting those those super special moments, moments that you know, all of all of the talent that are involved in this, you know, in in 20, 30 years' time, 
they're going to stop and look back on their careers. And there are those moments they're going to look at and be like, oh my word, that actually happened. Yeah. And no doubt that Shawn Michaels moment with him and the British Strong Star boys just sitting there pulling the poses. It's oh, just, oh, it's just incredible. That was brilliant. Yeah. Um, I have a Patreon member, the lovely Courtney, who wants to know um, what your favourite part of the UK shows are. In what sense? What favourite part? So when you're doing the shows, what's your favourite part of the whole weekend that happens? For, for me... For me, I, I love going out there and talking to the audience. You know, for me, you know, I get to announce the matches and so forth. But it's the little bits in between which are great. You know, I get to go and talk to the crowd. You know, I get I get to amp you guys up. All those things are great. You know, when when you can feel the energy from the crowd, yeah. you, know, you can feel how hyped everyone is. You can feel how excited everyone is. That for me is incredible because I, you know, I'm feeling the exact same way. You yeah. know, I'm 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 a fan. I'm sitting there with with one of the best seats in the house and then when everyone comes together and just starts going nuts that that for me is just it's incredible yeah until there is an eddie dennis match where you are no longer allowed your seat <laughs> exactly <laughs> i didn't know what to do he sold my seat and then i was like i'm not Neil? You know, where, where, well yeah where, where, what am i doing because i don't want to stand because yeah. you know i'm gonna block people's views i do like a little half squat on the barricade <laughs> to keep out of people as well and i was like eddie can i have my no okay i'll i'll, I'll let you, you finish on. the match yeah, yeah you, you carry on hitting uh dave mastiff with my chair yeah um i've also got a- another question quite related to another wrestler um when you have a card with zach gibson on it knowing that he takes the mic introduces himself and james drake if he's there do you feel robbed of the opportunity of getting to introduce him or is it an ideal Leicester remember situation? Do you know what? He's not actually cut me off yet. He's actually yeah. let me... No, he's not. I think he's cut off Greg Hamilton in the past and he's done some stuff with the Smackdown guys. Yeah. But for, for me, he's, he's always let me get him into the ring thus far. I'm sure I'm sure that may well change as things go along. Uh, but no, Zach, Zach has very kindly thus far let me uh, welcome him to the ring. Are you a Liverpool fan, Andy? Is that something maybe... The reason why? Uh, me- me- maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, or maybe he's just got something planned to really upstage me at some point in the future <laughs> yeah. and he's letting it build towards that. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows with Mr. Gibson? He's always got something he's plotting and planning. He is awesome. I absolutely love Zach Gibson. Um, how great of a feeling is it when the crowd repeat one fall as loud as they can after you say it? Because I notice I mean, you, when I'm watching you do it, you smile every time. Oh, it's amazing because, you know, you know... You know when they do that, they're just hyped for the yeah. match. You know, it's again, it's all these feelings. You know, again, my my background is hosting TV shows, so it's normally me and a camera. And so, you know, these moments with with NXT UK and WWE, when I'm standing in that ring, you're you're getting an instant reaction from the crowd. And when they react to something like that, yeah, it, you you can't describe that feeling. No, no, I can imagine. Um, now, before a show starts up, is also your job to sort of get the crowd rallied up, like you said. Um, well, before the cameras sort of go live, do you find it a difficult thing to do at all, or is that sort of the easiest thing, really? Man, like it's <laughs> because the crowds are so hyped for these shows. It's not the most difficult job in the world, you yeah. know. People are. The, this is the thing about this brand: the, the fans are so so passionate. They're so good that they come there. They're looking to have a good time. You know, they're looking to get pumped and amped. So, you know, my, my job is just to press the go button. You know, they're, they're yeah. already, they're primed. They're ready to go. All I've got to do is, you know, is just say, say a word 
and they you know, they want to have fun, which is great, which, which is, again, why the atmosphere around these shows is so unique. Yeah. I think as well, um, I've got a lot of like American listeners and, and people on Twitter I speak to are American and they, they are they can't believe the the English crowds and, and how amazing the English crowds are. And I always tell them the same thing, which I'm going to say to you now is probably the reason why you probably understand it as well, to be honest, being from this country. But we never had um, things like this when we were growing up and, and well, forever. We never had it. You know, we had mm. a, a pay-per-view in SummerSlam 92. I was born in 92, so... You know, I, I couldn't be there, unfortunately. But you, know, was, <laughs> you, you were preoccupied. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was preoccupied, like being, being given birth to. Yeah. But, um, you know, and, and we are we were starved of this, but we've seen it all before. Um, so it's it's very strange for us having this feeling now that we we get this, and I think that's the reason why we're so pumped and so amped for it. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, we we want this, but also. You, know, you you can't overlook the stuff that the other organizations over here like progress have done in terms of cultivating you know, the atmosphere and cultivating these fans over here you know yeah. um you go to those shows and everyone's just pumped everyone's chanting and you know the, the foundations that have been laid have been incredible you know and, and nxt uk is is just an extension of that yeah yeah definitely um okay then quick few questions because i know we're sort of um running out of time here um what's your who do you think will win out of Pete Dunne and Walter, in your opinion? Oh, that's a tough. I mean, I don't know if. I mean, those guys have faced off before. I know on you know outside of NXT UK, but if we're looking within NXT UK, Pete Dunne hasn't faced anyone like Walter. Walter is a is a whole different beast. He brings a whole new set of challenges. Um, that's that's going to be an interesting one. I yeah. mean, you can never get bet against Pete Dunne. He's done so much in this company already. Um, you know, he's a, he's a standout performer who raises his game each and every time. But man, Walter just, I mean, he is just a beast. So yeah. we never, never bet against Pete Dunne. But right now, looking, looking at roster, if anyone can do it, Walter might be the man. Yeah, definitely. I think even people who are unaware of Walter can uh, have realised that Pete Dunne is in trouble here. I think that's definitely the situation. It's, it's not, it's not going to be easy work for Pete, that's for sure. No. Um, do you have a favourite announcer from the past, maybe a Howard Finkel or a Tony Chimmel? Wow. I mean, the Fink is the iconic one, isn't it? Yeah. Fink, it, Fink is the one that, you know, when you think of, of classic WWE announcers, um, the Fink is the one that comes to mind. But if you look down the roster at the moment, you look at you look at who's there, you've got the likes of, you know, Greg Hamilton, Mike Rome, Dasher... Um, Kayla, I mean the whole the whole roster of those guys are fantastic, and I've got to say you know, that all those guys have been so supportive and, and you know offered me so much advice. And you know when I see those guys when they come over here for the UK tours, they've all been amazing. So I think from the past you've got to go think, but at the moment there's there's a real classic crop of people that I get to look up to. Yeah, definitely. My final question now: um, Vince wants you to be a wrestler. Who do you pick as your opponent? That's a great question. That's a great question. I mean, after the weekend, part of me wants Eddie Dennis. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but let's, let's be honest. I mean, do you know what? Of course, you want to shoot for the top. So so Pete Dunne yeah. would be great. But but also, I, I mean, all the guys on the roster are incredible. But I look at Tyler Bate, and oh, I don't know how insane. he does what he does. No. I mean, the guy is so young. That so neck talented. thing is just weird. I, just, I don't mean, I, can't I, I look at so... I mean, and I go, I'm sitting there. I'm watching these things up close. I don't know how how gravity 
allows him to do some of the things he does. So, do you know what? I'd probably go Tyler Bates. That's a great answer. I, I know you said about Pete Dunn there. I've spoken to, uh, spoken to people in the past as well who um, were in their very first few matches in their career, and they said Pete Dunn made them look like they had been wrestling for 15 years. He's just that good. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't doubt that. I think the yeah. same with all those guys. They're so good at... I mean, luckily they get to work with some great people in NXT UK, but I'm sure you could put them in there with a paper bag and they're going to make that paper bag look like Shawn Michaels. Yeah, definitely. Well, Andy, thank you very much for joining me. This has been absolutely incredible and an absolute pleasure to speak to you. Um, Luke, thank you so much for having me on, mate. It's been a real pleasure. Definitely. Um, Where is NXT UK coming in the future that you you are allowed to announce um, in, in the future so people can reach a show? We are going to be at Coventry, uh, in Coventry on February 22nd and 23rd. So, you know, if you haven't got tickets yet, if you've never been to an NXT UK show, I, honestly, I urge you to come down. That that atmosphere is, is like nothing you've ever seen before. And, you know, anyone who's caught it on the WWE Network Wednesday night at 8 o'clock will, will know that the action inside that ring is is world class. Yeah, definitely. Um, what's your social media, as Andy? Andy, where can people find you? <laughs> You can find me on I am aligned. I'm aligned on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Andy Shep across both of them. My website's Andy Shep. So Andy Shep is where you can find me on the old socials. Amazing. Andy, thank you very much for joining me today. Keep smashing with NXT UK. I'm so excited to see what you have in store for the brand in the future. And look forward to seeing you in my hometown in Plymouth again in the near future as well. Me too, my man. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you very much, Andy. Bye-bye. This is Flip Gordon, and you need to subscribe to Omega Luke Podcast. There we have it, guys. That indeed was Andy Shepard, NXT UK ring announcer. What an amazing guest, by the way. He is absolutely fucking awesome. Really enjoyed having him on, and um, hopefully you guys really enjoyed the takeover and enjoyed what Andy had to say about the takeover. As you can see, he's really enthusiastic about it, um, which I think is why the brand is as good as what it actually is. And to be honest, I cannot wait for when we next see NXT UK live on our TVs. Well, not live, but you know what I mean, um, through the WWE Network and see what the repercussions of Volta and Pete Dunne are going to be. But thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Like I say, let me know on Twitter or in the YouTube comments if you're watching through YouTube what you thought of what Andy had to say and if you're enjoying having these very unique guests that I'm having on recently. Just like last week, obviously, I had Jazz on the current NWA Women's Champion. And the week before, of course, how could anyone forget the incredible Darby Allen episode? If you haven't seen them yet, you may want to go check them out. They are very, very good. Of course, we are just a few days away now from the very final episode and the very final match of the fantasy booking league i will finally have my fantasy booking champion who will it be we will find out very very soon but if you want to challenge the title holder like i said on an episode of a fantasy booking match then you need to dm me you need to contact me in the comment section or on twitter and we can arrange for you to have a startup match to see how you get along before you go into a contenders match. So we shall see how that goes. But thank you everyone for listening. Make sure you all subscribe. Drop a like on this video if you're watching on YouTube as well. Five star rating review if it's iTunes or any other podcast platforms. That would be amazing. But goodbye everyone and good night. Bang.
finally, are you ready? But that's not me, I'm the Switchblade, baby. You, you, and especially you, Austin316 says I just whipped your ass. Goodbye. Write it down, you like writing things down. I am your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast. I am Omega, 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 the Omega Luke Wrestling Podcast.